That's a, that's a huge one for me. I think what I've noticed even in certain WhatsApp groups and social media uh, exchanges that I've been involved in um, or have, have seen is that mm-hmm. um, people are, are really, they're literally just opening up to everything that, anything, any source of information that comes their way. And we, guys, we, we, we just need to stop being like seven-year-olds and, and believe in everything that we read or see on TV. <laughs> for another dose of EL Gems of knowledge, tips and tricks of the trade from nothing but the best. We do hope that you are fighting the spread of the virus with us in isolation. I hope you got that joke, to be honest. (laughs) And taking the necessary precautions, as we mentioned, do wash your hands with soap and water, have hand sanitizer with you and avoid touching your face. Most importantly, most importantly, do your level best to stay indoors. In the same breath, we do acknowledge that COVID-19 has brought about a sense of anxiety or uncertainty amongst us. And we just want to take the opportunity to give you a few tips and tricks on how to manage and build a culture of wellness in this period and going forward. So what better way to have that delivered to you than through our guest today, the Director of Student Life at AOU, who so happens to be a psychologist by training, and he's played a, such a crucial role in guiding our community to maintain holistic wellness, such as mental, physical, and financial, just to mention a few. But a lot of you may not know this, but he's a kick-ass soccer player in his spare time. <laughs> and would he really be South African if he didn't love rugby? So without further ado, and with all that said, welcome Jeremy Reuters. In light of the topic of discussion today, we just want to get a sense and a feel of who Jeremy Reuters is. So maybe you can further explain who you are and what mental health means to you. Um, okay, great. So I'm a qualified psychologist. I've been practicing for um, almost eight years, yeah, seven years now, um, predominantly working in uh, student wellness um, and did a little stint back home in, um, in private practice. Um, yeah, what mental health means to me is basically, I mean, I, I, I like to think of it as um, a holistic wellness um, with all the various elements of your, of, of your wellness impacting on each other. Um, I'm sure we'll get a bit more into detail about that when we, as the conversation goes on. Um, but yeah, mental, mental health is super important. Right. It's all about how we, are, um, how we see ourselves um, on a day-to-day and, and how, that inter- yeah. how we interact with the world and so forth. Yeah. So what was normal yesterday is now dangerous. So given the current situation with COVID-19 as a perfect example of what's happening, um, why now more than ever do you think it's become more important to talk about mental health? Yeah, I mean, things have literally changed overnight in, in certain countries, right? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, Savannah, I'm, I'm pretty biased. I, I think people should be talking about mental health and, and wellness every day of the week, I even before co- uh, COVID-19 less. hit. I think it's way more important right now uh, because um, a lot of places uh, are going into lockdown, into quarantine, so people are having to work from home and, and study from home and, and use online resources. And what that means is 
um, a lot of us are going to be living al alone and, and, and disconnected from the human touch or human day-to-day uh, -day in uh, um, connectedness yeah, with yeah. everyone else. And that, that in itself can have a major impact on, on how we feel um, emotionally and, and, and an impact on our mental state as well. Okay. Um, so it's, it's important for people to create the space and time to connect virtually with others um, and have these conversations about how they're actually feeling, um, what the you know what the impact is uh, happening uh, to them and what they're experiencing rather. Um, another reason why I th feel like it's really important is because this working from home life or, or studying from home is is going to be new to a, a, a whole bunch of people, right? Yeah. So there's going to be new anxieties that pop up. There's going to be new pressures that pop up. Um, I was just chatting to a colleague uh, yesterday, and one of the one of the anxieties that uh, this person is experiencing is, um, you know, feeling like they're not working enough. Right. Um, yeah. And what that ends up happen what what ends up happening then is, um, you know, we overwork and we don't have a a complete time where we stop and switch off from working and and carry on with you know normal day to day stuff like yeah. relaxing cooking, cleaning, whatever the case may be. Right, yeah, so and true. all of these small things we take for granted, it adds up and it puts pressure on us and, and that impacts on our, our mental health and even our holistic well-being. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's important that people uh, start focusing a lot on, on, on what they're experiencing day-to-day -day while they are isolated okay. because the isolation in itself can have an impact on, on many people. Um, in different ways, even the introverts, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, another friend of mine joked with me the other day, he was saying that he's actually, uh, he's quite okay with the isolation because this is what he lives for, you know, he's an introvert. But but even then, um, I think just having that human interaction, that live human interaction, uh, yeah. and, you know, that gets taken away so abruptly definitely shifts our normal way of being, our normal way of doing things, right? right and in the right, minute yeah. there is a change right. or a shift in our our day-to-day, um, our -day, it's natural for us to experience um, a rise in our anxiety or stress levels. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's deeply important. I, I hope I answered the question. If not, we can unpack a little bit more. Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely you answer that. Thank you so much for that. So... Seeing that this podcast highlights entrepreneurial leadership in Africa and, you know, sort of giving a voice to entrepreneurial leadership journeys and stories across the continent, maybe you can tell us how mental health and wellness sort of interlink with your entrepreneurial leadership journey or just your entrepreneurial journey as a whole. Or maybe even highlight, you know, certain things that come with mental health and wellness that um, are found in entrepreneurial leadership. For sure. Um, I mean, this is a hot topic at, at our university because, like you mentioned, we, uh, we, we very much focus on entrepreneurial leadership, right. um, changing Africa, creating jobs, um, and, and really being the change makers and problem solvers for the, re for, for the continent and the, and the world, right? Yeah. Um, and that in itself right. is, a, is a huge task for, for eight for 18-year-olds to up to, to, for the age range of 18 to 24 to take on themselves. I mean, we've yeah. even got some Nigerian students that are younger than that, you know, like 16, 17. Yeah. 
So that narrative in itself is, it, it's a pretty heavy thing for, for anybody to take on, let alone uh, students in that age range. Um, so I always, my fundamental answer to this, or my fundamental feeling around this is, it's, um, it's important for anybody, but more important for entrepreneurs to focus a lot on self-care. Oh, definitely, right? yes, yeah. Um, and why I say it's more important for entrepreneurs is because we know that uh, the entrepreneurs are, you know, very focused, vision-driven, uh, passionate, uh, always wanting to be uh, 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 working and uh, results-orientated and, and, and so forth. And a lot of the times we've, we've noticed that um, yeah. uh, the entrepreneurs then don't take time to actually care for themselves. Now, the underlying thing here is if you are not well yourself, you cannot do anything, right? Yeah, I mean, true. we can use a simple example. When people are feeling a little bit physically ill, when you had the common cold or, or, um, or a headache, you, you, you're a little bit less productive than what you would be, right? Um, and it works the same for when you're feeling emotionally down or mentally trained or burnt out or getting to the stage of burnt out. So I think what's important for me, the message, what, the message here is that mm -hmm. it's important for people to, and entrepreneurs in particular, to um, implement self-care habits so that they can actually start taking care of themselves, which then helps them to lead themselves, right? And... And by leading themselves, they can start then leading others, whether it's by example or at the fact that they are just, yeah. you know, they, they're holistically well and others are, are uh, excuse me, they're holistically well and, uh -huh. and they, have the, they actually just have the capacity to lead others, whether it's the mental or yes, emotional yes, or physical yes. capacity. We'll you know what I mean? that later. Um, another thing what makes it even more tricky in, 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 our, in our African context is the stigma that is attached to mental health or reaching out for help, <laughs> right? Um, we know that, you know, uh, in, in, in most of the continent, if you say you're going to a therapist, people will say, oh, you must be crazy or you, something's going on with you, right? And I think for... Right, yeah. um, we, need to, we need to do a lot of work to break that stigma, especially with, mm. with and for African entrepreneurs because... Reaching out for help is not a sign of weakness. Um, you know, being vulnerable in any, in any kind of space um, is actually a sign of strength. So I think it's really important for young African entrepreneurs to, to take that on and understand yeah. that. Um, that even though you might have this in, insane pressure to want to achieve and, and move forward, you need to use the resources that are around you, and that, is, and that includes support resources, right? So reaching out for help um, and, 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 uh, and that kind of thing uh, is going to play a major part in how our young African leaders will be successful in the future. And, and when I say that, I mean our students, you guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and beyond, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So you've talked about self-care, reaching out for help and sort of finding a way to lead yourself in order for you to be able to lead others. And I feel like this is a perfect segue into the next question where we're highlighting um, in times of crisis, such as now, for example, many entrepreneurs are struggling to meet high priority project deadlines, their targets or even paying employees. So um, 
aside from the three main tips that you've given us, so self-care, reaching out for help, and leading self to lead others, what are some of the other ways um, entrepreneurs or teams can mitigate physical, mental, or even emotional stress um, that inevitably comes in the time in this time of uncertainty? That's a that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> and before I sort of give it a, a blanket answer, I just want to make sure that people understand that it's going to be an individual journey for everyone, right? Oh, so, definitely, yeah. Um, <clears throat> there, there might be little elements that, that will work for me that, that won't necessarily work for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the, the fundamental things that we can all take on board is what are the, uh, the, the practices and the, the healthy habits that we that we uh, implement during our day-to-day, our daily lives, yeah. uh, that help us um, continue moving forward. Now, l- let me give you a bit of an example about that, right? Okay. If, if someone sits down, and whether you're entrepreneur or not, um, and you sit down with what we, we have this thing in psychology called the wellness wheel, right? And it, it maps out the various areas of your wellness, whether it's psychological, emotional, uh, social, spiritual, financial, whatever the case is, you can add in what, what you feel makes up your holistic wellness okay. and then start reflecting on, okay, where you're at right now. So there's an act of mindfulness right there and mm-hmm. reflecting on, so how am I feeling today in terms of like my physical health or my physical wellness? Right. And then you can set realistic goals within these various areas and keep it pretty basic until you can build up and, and become a bit more, um, uh, what's you can become a bit more, it becomes a bit easier to attain the goals as they get bigger and bigger in this wellness. Okay. And what that actually helps you do is you start building a wellness narrative, right? And that, and that wellness narrative becomes part of your leadership and entrepreneurial journey. Okay. So that when you do face issues like um, paying your, your, uh, your employees or going for more funding or whatever the case is, which, by the way, financing in the, on the, on, in the entrepreneurial world, world is probably one of the most uh, stressful uh, parts of that process, I think. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, so when you get to that, then you've already sort of got a, a wellness narrative that, that you practice daily that keeps you sort of holistically well. Um, and then I'm not saying that these, these experiences that you go through, like getting funding or, or not, won't be able to pay employees won't be stressful. What I'm saying is it will be easier to manage and overcome. Okay. All right? There will always be stress. There will always be some level of anxiety. There will be always, there will always be some level of, of, of change or, or, or um, you know, a curveball that gets thrown your way. Yeah. But if you have these healthy practices or wellness narrative as part and parcel of, of, of your journey, then these things become a little bit easier to manage. All right. Definitely, yeah. I hope that uh, does it make sense. Is is or I mean, for sure, I get where you're coming from. Um, but from my understanding of what you're saying is that, um, an example like COVID nineteen, um, is just like a curveball. But if you have systems in place that help you manage sort of how you feel, and you know, building a wellness culture around you you'll be fine in managing your anxieties. Is that what you're saying? So I think the key message that I want to um, say regarding the COVID situation uh, in particular is that 
Um, <clears throat> I think it's uh, this isolation and this quarantine that people are going through and experiencing. We can view it one of two ways. We can view it as a, as a challenge. And yes, it's going to be challenging and it's going to knock us, you know, uh, and, on different areas of our wellness. But okay. the other way of looking at it is really an opportunity to start creating um, healthy uh, habits right. for self-care or, or um, healthier habits that you might not have used in your previous um, experiences, but that you can start incorporating now into your daily life, right? Okay, yeah. And with that then, I'm not saying that the the stress or the pressure of hitting deadlines or, or solving projects, I'm not saying that that will be absent. That's def- that will still be here. Yeah. I think it will just be easier Very to good. manage yeah. and, and easier to emotionally accept and mentally accept. Okay. Um, or not accept yeah. and challenge it, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I get what you mean. And I get, I get, I get where you're coming from. So, um, you've highlighted building a wellness narrative, and I think the best place in which we need to see or sort of build this type of culture is in entrepreneur entrepreneurial journeys, where people go into business with a close friend, a relative, or a spouse, and as in many businesses, there are disagreements. So. Maybe you can tell us how we can balance the work-life relationships and, you know, how can one maintain a healthy relationship despite the challenges and disagreements? Um, this is a tough one. Um, you know, it's, it's going to sound so simple, but I think a lot of people take this for granted. It's, it's really just about um, creating a healthy uh, culture of honesty. Who would have thought? Um, and and what we what we what we call in 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 ALU crucial conversations, right? Yeah. So if you're gonna go into business with your yeah. your spouse or your best friend or your brother or your sister, right? I think there's two things that need to happen. The first thing is, um, and this, the the two uh, participants need to really understand and 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 uh, be clear about what the boundaries are between the professional um, and the personal side of things, right? Because a lot of the times we see that those two things, especially in um, um, people that are close, closely uh, related before they go into business, that's quite a bit of what actually comes up as, as part of the problem. The personal and the, the professional starts getting really mixed in, right? Yeah. So it's important from, this, from the get-go to actually set those boundaries and... Um, and whether you write them out, discuss them, whatever the case is, but it's something that needs to be discussed uh, on a regular basis with the parties involved. Okay. And then the second part is what I alluded to in the beginning is, um, I mean, I would assume that if you're going into business with your best friend or, or spouse or sibling, whatever the case is, yeah. that there's, there's already this fundamental uh, trust that's there, right? Right, right. Um, yeah. and, but then building on that trust um, and... And allowing each other or allowing space to have these crucial conversations that, you know, might hurt someone's feelings, but they understand uh, from, from the place it's coming from. It's not out of uh, anger or whatever the case. Or okay. it, it could be out of anger, but it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's rather for growth rather than to discourage um, the growth of the partnership. Oh, true, true, true. It's almost like a marriage, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Not that I've been married or anything, but I'm, I would assume it's like a marriage. Oh, that is a very key point to point out. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe you can tell us five major habits or routines to practice for ensuring one's wellness while building a career or a startup. I mean, we all know that the AOU community or even those listening um, to us today um, have <clears throat> are aspiring entrepreneurs or already are entrepreneurs are looking to grow throughout their journeys. And, you know, statistics show that a lot of entrepreneurs are under the age of 35. So what advice or what um, tips and tricks would you have um, for them to practice to ensure their wellness during the entrepreneurial journey? Um, okay. Well, there's so many that pop into mind. I think, let me just take a minute to, to gather. Some of the things that come to mind straight away is, you know, and, and these are, I think these are wellness tips just for everybody. Right, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing for me which is really important is for um, the individual to understand, uh, oh, sorry, the, the individual to create a, a morning routine, okay. right? Something that is, um, that, that kickstarts their day, okay? Yeah. Um, one of the things I tell many people that I chat to, whether it's as, as friends or uh, colleagues, or whatever, I say, you know what, the first thing you should do in the morning is make your bed. <laughs> Yes. It's as simple as that. You make your bed because that's the first thing you've accomplished and, you know, off you, you, your day is ready to get started. And also, it's just nice to come home to a made bed. <laughs> For sure. But the main thing is to, to, and if you're not a morning person, find a time during the day which you can carve out that is just for you. It has nothing to do with work um, or <clears throat> or anybody else, but... And then you, you do something in that space. The reason why I say morning is because it's easy to, to start a routine that can kickstart your day. Right. So that's the first thing. Get a good, get a healthy morning routine going, you know? Yeah. Because, um, Savannah, you'd be surprised how shocking some people's uh, mornings are. They'll wake up and straight onto the computer or wake up uh, straight onto the phone or wake <laughs> up. And so I think it's important right, yeah. for, for an entrepreneur in particular who might be, you know, wake up at 6 a.m., has that need to jump on the computer and see if the emails are coming in and the funding has been approved or whatever. But then your day doesn't kickstart right. So start your day for yourself, get a routine going. I can't stress that enough. Yeah. The second thing I would uh, recommend is, in terms of mental health and emotional health, is uh, surround yourself with, with a good support system. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that you surround yourself with, uh, uh, with a bunch of yes men and yes women. It means that you surround right. yourself by people that are going to hold the mirror up, so to speak, you know, and, and, and call you out if they notice that, hey, you're burning out or, hey, slow down a bit. And even though as an, uh, as an entrepreneur, we might not want to hear that at that time, yeah. we realize afterwards that we actually need to hear that. Oh, oh we needed to hear that, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the support system would also apply in terms of moments when you're slacking and, you know, you just need somebody to remind you that you're slacking. Yeah, exactly. The third thing I would mention is, um, um, definitely, Mm. and I mentioned it earlier again, uh, earlier on, excuse me, um, take time to figure out what your wellness narrative 
should be or what you want it to be. And that includes your holistic wellness. And included in that, of course, is exercise. Okay. We, take, we, we take it for granted how, how crucial exercising is moving, whether it's just 20, 30 minutes a day. You need to get the, the blood pumping, the endorphins going. Your serotonin levels need to be spiked because that actively acts against depression. Your dopamine levels as well, you know what I mean? So it's good for the brain. Yeah, I think, you know, those are the, my, my top three. I, I would also recommend uh, that people take time to, uh, to r relax and, and sleep, get proper sleep, especially as an entrepreneur who's thinking that they need to work 25-hour days. Uh, no, sleep is important. You know, for, yes. they've done massive studies on this yeah. or, uh, and a massive amount of studies on this, excuse me, about <laughs> uh, how the brain... Um, you know, the activity in the brain and the rejuvenation that through sleep and you actually uh, are able to perform better. Um, and then my, my, my last one, the fifth tip that comes to my mind is take time to reflect. Yeah. You know, take the time out to, to think, to, uh, to write down how you've been feeling. Um, okay. You know, what that conversation with that person made you feel. Um, you know, how you responded mm -hmm. and all of these certain things. It's, it's super important that, we, uh, that we, we, we have those moments where we can be a little bit uh, introspective. Yep. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Um, and finally, what are some of the thoughts to bear in mind and ideas to help the entrepreneurs out there to maintain their mental health and that of their family in this new COVID world? I mean... Of course, there's a lot of paranoia, there's a lot of panic, there's a lot of anxiety around um, the crisis right now. Because um, you never know, you never know if, it's, if this is going to be our new normal. So for someone who's there and trying to sort of like maneuver through this crisis, what, would, what advice, what are your thoughts? Um, what, what are some of the thoughts to bear in mind and ideas to help them? you know, sort of keep up with themselves as well as keep up with their families. Um, I know. And Savannah, the, the reality of it is it's pretty scary. Right. And I know the anxiety levels and these feelings of being overwhelmed are, are, are growing and growing in all our communities at the moment, right? Um, and I yeah. think the first part of that is is actually we need to be okay with acknowledging that, that we are in an unprecedented time right now. Okay. It is scary. Yeah. People yeah. are freaking out. And at, at various levels, of course, you know, I've got friends that, and, and family that are extremely freaked out. And then I've got people that are like, okay, this will pass and, 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 we'll, and we'll be okay. But right. it's important for us to, and for individuals to acknowledge that what they're feeling is actually pretty valid right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is scary, yeah. and it, we don't know how long it's going to last. It's literally changing hour by hour in certain countries. It's crazy. <laughs> um, the second part, of, the second thing I would recommend is also, uh, if you are in a country away from your family or and friends, mm -hmm. is <clears throat> find meaningful meaningful ways to to reconnect with people. Okay. You know. We have the technology literally at our fingertips. Let's use it. Get off Instagram, not the whole day, but take some time away from Instagram and Twitter <laughs> and Facebook and, and FaceTime someone, you know. Really connect with them instead of just double tapping on their, on on their, their photos. photos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or commenting on their Insta stories. But take some time to really reach out to people and say, hey, how's it going, you know? Yeah. I think in a weird way, these times are going to make us realize what uh, deep, uh, meaningful connections actually, uh, how powerful they are with, with others. So take some time to do that. And then again, my, the, another recommendation I can have, and this is gonna, I'm going to sound like a complete broken record here, but this is, I'm so passionate about it, is literally um, creating a, a, um, a routine for yourself. Okay. One of the biggest things is to make sure that you have a, let's say, for example, you're working or studying from home. Yeah. Choose a space in your home that is designated for work. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and that will help you with this idea of, okay, I'm getting up, I'm going for a shower, I'm getting ready to go to work, and then you go sit by your dining room table or whatever, or your desk, or if, you have, or if you're lucky enough to have a study. Yeah. But the idea is to um, have a space where you are, where you can focus on work. It should not be the space where you eat your meals. It should not be your bed um, because we need to keep these space. In times like this, we really need to keep these spaces um, sacred, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and separate. I know, I know you students love to uh, lay and watch series on the bed or whatever the case is. <laughs> change it up. <laughs> you know, change Blanket it up. So sit on your couch and watch a series. <laughs> so it's... it's you know, Savannah, it's, it's amazing. We take these small things for granted. And if we start doing it, it causes such a major shift in how we feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and then the third, yeah. So it's um, reconnecting with people, making sure you're connecting, have designated workspaces. Um, yeah. Don't feel bad. I would say give yourself a day or two days of the week to sleep in. Don't okay. feel bad about it. Um even though there's, there may be this urge to, especially for entrepreneurs, to keep pushing, keep pushing, it's, it's extremely important to, to identify what's realistic at this point in time. You yeah. Know? Mm. For example, I was, um, I'll give you a, a personal example. Last night at about uh, 10 p.m., um, myself and a colleague were chatting, and then she said to me, um, actually, I'll, I'll send you a Slack. So I said, well, no, I'm, I'm off line now if it's anything urgent just whatsapp me and then she said actually you know what nothing can be done between now and the morning right and and i thought that there was so so it's more or less just having your non-negotiables well yes it's having a a non-negotiable switch off moment but also being realistic about what can be done because in that moment she she realized well it's 10 p.m between 10 p.m. and 6 p.m., we're probably not going to be able to solve this issue right now because it involves third parties, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think it's important for people to realize that right. and, and be realistic about what can and can't be done, even though that may be dif- difficult for, for entrepreneurs okay. who have a, a strong um, uh, internal locus of control. And, and what that means is that so, so you have yeah. an external and internal locus of control, and people that have a strong internal locus of control uh, generally believe that you know we control, we, we can control the outcomes of of various things, and people that have a, a strong external locus of control uh, or lean more towards that you know these things are out of our control. Uh, it's based on fate, destiny, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The idea is to get a good balance between the two. Yeah. So realizing what you can control, realizing okay. what you can't control, or all the outcomes rather. 
And we've noticed that entrepreneurs actually have okay. a very strong internal locus of control, which is a great thing. Um, and I generally think for such people, like, they need to be okay with ambiguity. Because um, a given, a perfect example would be this COVID situation whereby we don't know how fast it will leave or go. And we also don't know how fast it may grow. So... Yeah, I think I think that was a uh, that was a point I needed to highlight. Yeah, th- that's and and again that's something that adds to a lot of people's anxiety, right? Is there's it's the unknown of of, of this whole thing, and yeah. it's I think it's just important that we we accept that unknown to a degree, you know, and do what we can in the present. And I mean that brings me on to the whole topic of mindfulness, you know. So mm. be mindful of of the things that you're doing hour by hour, you know. Um, I, I would normally say, you know, even as you're sitting down and having a meal, be mindful of 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 what you're eating. Um, yeah. You know, it's about being present. Taste the food, mm. and it's so easy to get caught away from. Just this evening, I was having dinner while in front of the computer doing work, and. You know, it's like those things, we should break those bad habits. Yeah, we definitely do. So I just want to circle back. Um, There have been several stereotypes around mental health, most especially within an African context. Mm. Um, Also, given with the crisis, we had the notion that, for lack of a better word, that, you know, it couldn't affect us in the African continent because we are black. So maybe you can tell us your thoughts on um, some of the initiatives that have been there to sort of break the taboos of having mental health conversations and, um, you know, sort of the things that have been there to break the stereotypes around mental health. Because, mm. I mean, there's so much anxiety um, around this crisis and maybe this would apply very well with you know other situation other scenarios and you know breaking the stereotypes that come around with mental health uh i'm glad you brought it up i think i forgot to mention this earlier in in on the previous question around what we can do during these times while we're at home and stuff i think one of the biggest cause of of anxiety right now especially with covid19 is all the um, uh-huh. the misinformation, the the myths, the the the, um, the rumors that are going around, and I think one of the biggest things that we yeah. can do to avoid our anxiety um, from increasing is to check the sources. You know, if someone shares you something, right. uh, share something with you on WhatsApp or on your social media. Your first reaction should be, what's the source? And then have a look at, you know, if it's a reliable source. And as students at African Leadership University, you guys should know that already. You <laughs> always check your sources, yeah. right? So that, that's, a, that's a huge one for me. I think what I've noticed even in certain WhatsApp groups and social media uh, exchanges that I've been involved in um, or have, have seen is that mm-hmm. um, people are, are really, they literally just opening up to everything that, anything any source of information that comes their way and we guys we 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 just need to stop being like seven-year-olds and and believing everything that we read or see on tv (laughs) it's really as simple as that um yeah then of course when it comes to just breaking the whole stigma around mental health and and in africa i think it yes it's it's with the mental uh, health practitioners across africa 
that that need to drive it. I mean, that need to um, uh, pass on information and jump on podcasts like this and and talk to students. But honestly, Savannah, I think it, the change comes from from our students, from younger uh, generations such as you guys, because I I mean, if your generation or the students right now start embracing that and, and realize that, you know, being vulnerable is okay, then it starts to obviously trickle down into younger generations, but also it's an opportunity for you to educate uh, your parents yeah. and your communities when you go back home. Um, and I've, I've seen right. it already just from our community um, within students that have gone back home and have, they've come back to um, campus and have said, you know, they they they, sh- they started having conversations with their parents around uh, wellness and what that means, and and that it's not just about being crazy, etc. Yeah. And um, so I think it's it's literally just about having these conversations. We we will continue to doing camp. We will sorry. Let me try that again. <laughs> we will continue to do campaigns, mental health awareness campaigns on on all our platforms at at, at ALU. And of course, it's important for us to prove and, and have, you know, have um, data that can show the benefits for this, right? Right. Um, so right. some of the initiatives that we're running at ALU that actually support our students and our entrepreneurial uh, leaders in our community, our, our students that are going through like SVP programs and that, yeah. the support that we have on a, on a, on a wellness uh, element we need to actually collect that data properly and present it to the rest of the world and the rest of Africa and saying, hey, look, Alex Kalanda, he is an entrepreneur at ALU, he's a student. Guess what? We supported him. Well, we won't use your name, Alex, because it will be <laughs> confidential, but if we have the numbers, you know what I mean, and, 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 and present, the, present the data in, um, in a confidential manner, in a professional manner, of course. Right, definitely, yeah. And of course, the other part of it is Savannah. Sorry, uh, it just popped into my mind. Uh, programs like the peer counselor program, um, super important for supporting our students. Yeah. You know, um, and we've been getting such good feedback from that, just around how students are feeling way more comfortable opening up with each other about these things. And also, then what tends to happen is you you realize that the competition within the student body starts dropping because. Um, it starts dropping from a, from being in, at an unhealthy state to a bit of more of a healthier state yeah. because people start trusting each other a bit more in the community mm. and then start supporting a bit more. They start supporting each other a bit more and therefore then our students feel uh, better equipped or have a better capacity to to uh, to pursue entrepreneurial uh, ventures and, and to be more engaged with that sort of thing. Oh, so it really is, everything is so interconnected and... And, uh, and, and, you know, impacts on each other that if break, breaking the stigma of mental health will definitely impact on how entrepreneurs succeed uh, moving forward. Hey, maybe I should do a research paper on that. That sounds interesting. <laughs> definitely. We would definitely be there to read it. Wow, we have talked about a lot, essentially from leading self to leading others, having um healthy culture of honesty, essentially, you know, having crucial conversations. We've talked about either looking at situations as challenges or opportunities. And, you know, with all that said, I just wanted to ask, do you have any um 
words of encouragement to our listeners in these trying times? Yes. Um, I think, you know, all, to, to all those listening out there, I mean, don't be... Uh, first of all, it's okay to be feeling anxious and a little bit scared at this time okay. because of all the uncertainty that's happening around us. And it's, it's global. It's a global phenomenon. Yeah. Um, secondly, I think... Don't be afraid to reach out for help, you know, or, or to reach out and connect with people. Um, it's going to be normal that you're going to have really good days mm-hmm. and then you're going to have really, you're going to have really bad days. <laughs> uh, but, but that's, that's going to be part, of, part and parcel of your process. The main thing is to right. take stock, figure out what is the most basic thing you can do daily to keep yourself going and, and right. keep moving. Um, yeah. Okay. And, of course, you know, uh, the ALU community um, is always there to uh, offer support in any way we can. With that said, you have dropped the mic on us. And, you know, I just want to take this time to appreciate you for, you know, um, sharing those little gems of knowledge with us. Um, and thanks, thank you so much for being a part of the AOU podcast. Um, yeah. Thanks, Savannah. I really enjoyed this. And, and, and thank, thank you to you and your team, uh, firstly, for having me on the, on the podcast. Um, uh, yeah, I'm super honored. Um, and also, uh, I just want to congratulate you and thank you for the fantastic job you guys have been doing so far. I think this is such a wonderful, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's such a wonderful model of how our students and staff are working together to produce something so professional and, and something that is actually going to shift the way people uh, interact with entrepreneurial leadership in Africa. So well done, guys. Keep it up, man. I'm super, super um, proud and happy to be a part of this today. Thank you so much. And that was the director of Student Life, Jeremy Rotis. Um, if you're not familiar with his work, well, I hope this episode sort of gives you a glimpse of the kind of person that he is um, and also gives you an idea of the caliber of staff that we have at AOU. Um, this has been the AOU podcast, Entrepreneur Leadership in Africa. We have discussed best practices for maintaining mental health and wellness or sort of managing your health and wellness during these trying times. And you know, if you feel like this content resonates with you, feel free to share, um, like, comment, subscribe, um, and, you know, post it wherever you like. Uh, we're on various platforms. Just to mention a few, we are specifically on Apple Podcast, um, Spotify, Anchor, and what have you. Um, until the next time, thank you so much for tuning in.